Thank you for calling to Pozzuan Associates Insurance Services. Please hold while we connect you to a representative. All calls may be recorded for quality and assurance purposes. Good afternoon, DNA Insurance. I'm going to speak to Alex, please. Who am I speaking with? Uh, it's Joey Jingola. Joey. And you said your last name, I'm sorry? Jingola. All right. One moment, please. Thank you. Dopazo and Associates Insurance Services appreciates your call. Please stay on the Mr. Jingola. Alex, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right, buddy. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. things that in our office we've been doing over the last decade is trying to fire clients. You know, we, we have a set of standards that we're willing to help everyone because most of our business is new business. You know, we help a lot of small businesses, you know, startups and things like that. But we set an expectation at the beginning of that process. And if, if you don't meet that expectation from a, a payment standpoint or, um, a, you know, responding to a standpoint, you know, we, we give you some referrals to go someplace else. You mean you can do that? That was my good buddy Alex DePazzo of DePazzo and Associates in Miami, Florida. And he's talking about firing a client. How crazy is that? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not some it's not the first thing you probably think we're always talking about getting more clients, but getting rid of them, that's a whole different story. And I think it's something that you know, it's it's okay to do. Why is it okay to do, well, I mean, because, um, you know, sometimes you think it's gonna work out and it just, you know, just doesn't, you know, that it's like that first marriage sort of thing and maybe even the second, who knows, it takes a few to get it right. And, you know, I'm, I don't, it's, it's okay, right? There's more, there's plenty of fish in the sea. And you know, Alex is saying, hey, um, you know, we're trying to get rid of more clients and if, you know, um, for those subscribed to the Agency Nation radio feed, if you listen to yesterday's podcast with Brent Kelly, are you a um, are you a real risk manager? Uh, you know, we're talking about the 80-20, right? 80% of your, or, you know, 20% of your revenue. So I'm screwing this up. Basically, 20% is like good stuff, right? That's, that's what that is, right? And 80% is kind of, you could probably is not really pay that much attention to and so you know alex is saying well we're just we're just really embracing that and we're trying to get rid of as many people as um we see fit that doesn't do the things that we want them to do and, and you know they're setting they're setting it so here's the thing they're setting a standard they're ha- they have a guideline there's a certain set of things that have to happen before they're they're ready to to pull the trigger and to say, well, you know what, this is probably the end of that. And the crazy, all right. So you're probably saying, all right, Joey, that's you know, this is fine. I'm, I might, I might be entertaining this idea. You might have swayed me. I might be drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit, just to taking a sip, anyways. But I mean, this is an important question. This is a very important question, Alex. I'm just, I have to ask, how do you actually do it? 
usually the simplest thing to do is build the ro a roadblock that you know they're probably not going to want to overcome. You know, most commonly it's a payment issue, right? So, you know, if you had someone, I had one yesterday, wrote a policy, let it cancel in the first uh, base. This is a very simple policy. It's a general liability policy, very easy for our agency to write. It takes five minutes online. I can take their credit card information, bind it, and, and be out the door. Um, but they started chatting with me on the site. And, you know, I said, hey, look, this was your situation. We, we, you know, we can rewrite the policy, but the requirement would be that you have to pay the $825 in full. And so usually at that point, they say, well, I can't afford that. And I say, I totally understand that. But unfortunately, due to your payment history, we, you know, this is the only option we have available. That's brilliant, Alex. Not bad. So, okay. I mean, I kind of feel like it's my fault, even though I don't even have a policy, right? And that's so easy, right? Money usually makes a whole lot of things easier or harder uh, to do. And yeah, why wouldn't you make it built around a payment thing? And Alex say, hey, listen, yeah, we get it. We know, all right, it canceled, but guess what? We need a briefcase full of cash before we're going to touch that policy again. And unless we get it in small bills, unmarked preferably, you know, we're just not going to, we just really don't have the time to deal with it. And okay, I could also argue that, you know, there's probably, there's obviously those that do cancel and, and canceling, you know, creates a lot of issues and problems and uh, just it really increases the whole unprofitability of the whole thing. But I mean, there are those emotionally unprofitable people, you know, that while, you know, they aren't canceling all the time, I mean, they're the ones that you talk to every single time and wish they would cancel. It's like you kind of answer the phone and it's like, are you calling to cancel? Are you calling to cancel? You're not calling to cancel? Then why are you calling me? Those types of people, then, you know, I would, I would, you know, I don't know, I don't know what uh, an emotional roadblock would be for them is. Um, I honestly don't, I have nothing, I got nothing. Whatever you come up with uh, to, to stunt their emotional growth, and to kind of stand in their way, let me know, joeyatagencynation.com. But again, there are, I, would, I wouldn't, so the important thing to take away from this is that there is, again, a benchmark of qualification, some type of barometer for what is actually happening, who's doing what, where, and when. And really the trickiest part is, is actually, you know, kind of putting your foot down, uh, adhering to the law of the land, because it's those exceptions, it's those things that, that you really just, you start to make, oh, well, it's, you know, he just, we can make, we can do it this one time. And, and it's the one time that turns into another time. It's, you know, it's just kind of like basically anything your kids kind of just coerce out of you. And you're just like, you're just such a tiny being. How do you manipulate my mind so easily? That's what kind of gets you into trouble is those sorts of things. And I don't know that I necessarily have any tricks for, you know, being dedicated or staying the course because, uh, you know, I, I think it just comes down to, you know, having, having the right things identified as to what would potentially, you know, be a client worth firing. Right. You know, document uh, the whole, the, the whole, the whole the many infractions that they might have and, and have people in place that will ultimately, you know, it's like a friend, right? A sponsor, a, a client firing sponsor. Be like, hey, you know, if, if I don't fire this person, tell me to fire this person, right? It's like one of those things like when you say, hey, if I try to call this person that you're officially trying to break up with again, it's like, you know, lock my phone in the safe and punch me in the face. 
you know, probably that, right? A little bit of that wouldn't hurt to, you know, make sure that you're, you know, you're not, you're just not, you know, you're not falling into bad habits. You're not letting bad relationships continue to corrupt and stall your life. I'm not saying I have any experience. Actually, I don't. Um, if you do, though, I mean, again, you know what it's like, right? And, and they're just, it's just not worth it. But what, I mean, so you're saying there's a chance, though, for them to kind of come back to you? I would say 40% pay the, pay the premium in full, especially when the stuff we're looking for on the website. We try to look for things that we can quote very quickly and provide as fast a response time as, as we can. And so it's generally very easy to do um, and kind of lower premiums, you know, $800, $1,000, $1,500. And yeah, they'll, they, they go someplace else and start getting all kinds of other stories and longer periods of time. People don't respond back. They call back because, you know, you can... Find us on, you know, chat, text, phone, whatever. It seems to appeal to a certain group of folks. And the ones who don't come back, God bless them, <laughs> and, and let them go on their uh, their merry way. One thing I didn't ask Alex was uh, how many times they would allow that 40% to kind of slip back in. If there's like a cutoff period, like third, you know, third strike and you're out sort of thing. I don't know. One thing I don't like, Alex, is hearing like 800 to 1,000. That's not getting me all excited. But... You know, if you found a way to make it work, then, you, you know, make it work. I would I would encourage, uh, obviously, yes, you want to make it as fast as possible. I would encourage, you know, anybody playing in that small commercial space to explore every possible opportunity to create as much leverage uh, and efficiency in moving those policies as possible. Just, you know, again, because, um, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, thousand bucks you know i mean if he can do it in five minutes that's that's a pretty decent five minutes i would say and um and just make sure you're set up to handle it it sounds like alex's so i don't want to nitpick i don't want to nitpick but uh 40 right 40 percent actually pay the policy in full and you know they like the way that they do business that's a good thing right um that's a good thing for somebody to like the the way they that you do. But so, well, so again, here's it. Why is let's just let's just let's go down this rabbit hole if we shall. You know, Alex, much like I just got done saying, like, hey, this is not an ideal place to be for most agents. And you know, most agents they're like, oh yeah, you know, I guess I might do this, but maybe not. Right? You know, they feel like they think that the small commercial policy is going to be a good idea because it's Tuesday and, you know, there's just nothing going on. You know, they don't have any other reruns of Golden Girls to watch because it's just, hey, I've got a thing to do. And then all of a sudden it gets into it. And, oh, maybe there's this thing here. There's this thing there. And, you know, maybe they're finding that Alex and his team, his dad, his family at DePazzo, um, DePazzo and Associates are actually well, hey, they're the right agency for them because, you know, text, chat, email, message, whatever, they've got it all covered. And that's why they have such a high return rate because, well, they went looking for greener grass and they really didn't find any. And that's ultimately, you know, a good, bad, I'm not really sure what that means, but it means something. And that's allowing Alex to have multiple opportunities with the same deadbeats. Now, I'm sure they're perfectly fine deadbeats, but, you know, deadbeats nonetheless. Uh, here's the thing, right? You know, we're talking about, is there enough, 
enough business, one for you to go around and go starting a fire ant, and what do you do to actually get it out the door, and oh, by the way, what happens if it tries to come walking back in? A lot of different moving parts there. I think, you know, kind of looking at the whole process, one, I mean, one, if you haven't opened yourself up to the idea that, well, hey, it's, it's all right to just kind of say this isn't working out. This isn't what I had hoped it to be, uh, definitely on our end, and we would like to do something about it. We always just kind of wait to get dumped, and it's all right to, to be the first person to write that letter to say, hey, uh, I know you know I've been away at summer camp, and, and we really haven't seen each other during summer break, and it's not really working out. Um you know, let's just, let's just agree to be friends, right? Let's be friends or maybe not even friends, but we'll say hi to each other. If we see each other at the grocery store, we'll do that. It's okay. It's okay. Because, you know, as again, 20% of your book is usually equating for 80% of your profit. I think I got that right. So it's okay, right? You don't need to keep everybody. You just need to the, I think the only thing you have to do in this entire situation is be okay with, you know, what you do get and be okay with the fact that it might not work out. And if it does work out even better, but just know, just, just please just kind of do everybody a favor in this entire situation, set limits and tell yourself that it's okay to move on if it's just not working. All right, so just wrapping up, uh, you know, a couple weeks of, of uh, being in and out around traveling-ish and uh, a few observations, right? Um, first of all, um, I don't know what's, I, I'm like never even coming close to missing a flight ever. Uh, prior to the whole Miami fiasco, I almost like I came closer than I wanted to, uh, missing my flight to Milwaukee. And uh, I thought, well, I'm going to learn from my mi- mistake last time where they just basically just destroyed everything in my bag and did the strip search and patted me down. I said, like, hey, ma'am, um, I've got a, I've got a 6 uh, 15 a.m. departure. Don't do that. Um, if you just letting you just just making you aware of the situation. And boy, did she not have any of that. I thought I was going to go back in the back room. They were going to do some interrogating. Uh, that was not a good decision. Um, she didn't really maliciously delay me, but she was just not happy. Then, in, in light of that, I have never actually had to do this. Uh, I, I hopped on the cart. Have you ever done the cart? There's, there's like the little. You know, I always, I always thought it was. I thought you had to have like a, like a physical limitation to actually get on one of those. But I'm ge- I guess you can. And it was actually, it was actually pretty amazing. I, one, I didn't realize I could go that fast and it zipped me down, which good thing because I mean, apparently my gate was tucked in the furthest corners of the Cleveland airport. <sighs> but anyways, one thing I definitely wanted to get to though, let's just really quickly discuss the window etiquette on an, on an airplane. Now I get like window, aisle, middle, like it's all sort of its own little universe. I do feel, I do feel that the window decision is something that affects everybody in the row. And it's something that shouldn't be unilaterally just kind of bogarted to saying, hey, listen, this is mine. I don't really care what your needs or wants or desires are. I'm going to control 
the natural light situation on this plane ride for the next X amount of hours. You're in my universe. You're just going to have to... I feel like there should be some sort of voting system, like window up, yes, no, maybe. Uh, it'd be a little tricky if you only got two seats on, on, a, on a side. Uh, but if you got three, you have a tiebreaker always. I just, you know, because I, on the, I can't remember what flight it was, somewhere to somewhere, but I mean, this lady, she just, it was nocturnal. Like, it was like a cave. Never get the window up. I just, I need to know, I like, I like a little bit of information from the window. Just when we're taking off, I like to see what's happening. Uh, and I like to see what's happening when we're coming back. You know, it's just how close are we? I just, I want to expect a little jolt. Just me personally. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Joey at agencynation.com. Oh, quick update. If you're not following me on Twitter, you probably don't know this. Just a quick update on my last little travel-ish situation um, on soaps. Uh, the Kimpton Hotel in downtown-ish Milwaukee. Relatively high-quality soap situation. I didn't actually use it, but it looked legitimate. And, uh, I mean, full bottles, which actually somebody tweeted at me, which could, um, you know, actually be some sort of, you know, kind of a weird, like, sharing public, you know, soap. Like, it's not, like, individual situations to where who knows really what somebody did with soap. I don't know. I didn't actually think of that, which I'm, I'm actually disappointed in myself because I'm usually all over all of that. Um, but, no, high-quality top-notch stuff. If you aren't following me at Joey Jingola on Twitter, uh, do kind of leak out some of the, the podcast updates or just visual representations of things that I actually come across in the universe that might relate to the things we might discuss here. I don't know. This is a whole lot of nothing. Joey at agencynation.com. <laughs>